Sitter Snippet Series is sponsored by Dr. Robert Judy Brooks in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith, Esther Basyakov. Tonight's snippet is dedicated in memory of my grandmother's Yurtzeit is tonight, Rose Goldberg, Rachelea Bas Shalom David. We're up to the Pasuk we say in Birchas Krishma, V'chulam poschim SPM b'ktushov tara b'shira uvizimra. Here in the second paragraph of this opening bracha, as we've mentioned before, we've transitioned from describing the nature and cosmos to describing the angels, the malachim, who recognize their unique mission in this world. Kulam ahuvim, kulam berurim, kulam giborim. They are not in competition. They're not judging one another. Each one understands their unique and their distinct purpose of why they are here. And what do they do? How do they use their blessings, their resources, their skills? V'chulam poschim SPM. They open their mouths. How? Bikdushovatara. With holiness and with purity. Bashiru v'zimra. With song and b'zimra. The Avudraham, Rav David Avudraham points out in his commentary on Abirchas Kriyashma, he says, what do you mean poschem SPM? What do you mean angels open their mouth? Angels don't have mouths. Spoiler alert. Angels aren't people. They don't have figure. They're not a person. Angels are an extension. They are a manifestation of Hashem in this world. So what do you mean poschem SPM? What does it mean that they open their mouths? So the Avudraham writes that we incorporate this theme in our sitter and a dibra kaloshim b'nei adam. We use uh, something that will make us feel familiar. So when we describe that the angels, the malachim, use their position in this world, their existence, and they open their mouth in what way, in what manner? Bigdusha uvatahara, they don't really open their mouth, they don't have a mouth. But says the Avudraham, it should be a reminder and a lesson to us in how we open our mouths as well. We've been given and gifted this incredible power, the power of speech. We can build or we could destroy. We can uplift or we can knock down. The power of speech defines us and impacts others and the world. And just like the Malach and the angels, when they open their mouths, they do it, we too should be mindful and we too should be thoughtful that when we open our mouths, it be that it should be for the purpose of sanctifying and it should be with sanctified and sacred speech, not chas v'shalom ever, profanity, not curse words, not lashonara, not gossip, not use it to knock someone down or to beat someone up, but just like the malachim, our poschim espiyam b'ktusha of tahara, that is a model and a lesson, a precedent for us as well. Now it's interesting, the end, b'shira uva zimra, what's the difference between shira and zimra? So the Mepharshim explained that shira is with words. Zimra is a niggin, no words, just the song, just the melody. But it occurs to me that we're describing the angels open their mouths, not only with the words they choose to use to praise Hashem, to thank Hashem, but also in the way that they sing. And perhaps this is another lesson, that our music needs to be the music should be rooted, even the Jewish music sometimes lose its roots. The Jewish music, all music, the music that stirs our soul should be rooted, it should be sourced in that which is holy and that which is, and that which is uplifting. Now, the Avudraham says that we're employing this description, even though the angels don't have mouths, because that's what we relate to. But I want to suggest to you tonight perhaps another understanding. Why not say, not the description they open their mouths, why not employ in our davening, a description of the angels speaking The very next sentence, We're going to engage all these synonyms to describe the way they speak, the way they praise Hashem. 
So why not talk about they speak in holiness and sanctity, Bektusha Uvitahara? Why are we describing they open their mouth that way? So it occurred to me that maybe another lesson is Bektusha Uvitahara, to live a life of sanctity, a life of purity, means to also ask ourselves when should we open our mouth and when should we leave it closed? The angels use as the measure or metric to determine if they have something to say, will this contribute Bektusha Uvitahara? Then poschem is piyam, they open their mouths. And if not, then they've mastered the ability to not have to speak when there's nothing to say. Revolba the great Mashkiach points out that we teach children to speak. You have a little baby, a little infant, a toddler, the first word they say, everybody's so excited, they celebrate the first word, the first sentence. We teach a young person to speak with excitement. We celebrate the milestones of their speaking. Problem is, once we've taught them to speak, we never teach them to stop speaking. We don't actually have a curriculum or we don't celebrate or we don't even acknowledge the gift of silence and the virtue of silence. We're so excited for them to speak, but do we teach them when it's appropriate to speak? And says Revolba, when it's appropriate as well to remain silent. Mishnah in the third parak of Pirkei Avos quotes the great Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva had a lot to say. And in the Mishnah, which he's describing the different sayagim, the different uh, fences that are around things, he says, Siag l'chachma, shtika. The siag l'chachma. If you want to acquire wisdom, you want to protect wisdom, then don't only learn what to say, learn when to be quiet. Few people ever learned anything while they were speaking. You learn when you're not speaking, not while you're the one who's busy speaking. In his commentary, Amper Kiyavos, we'll end with this, the Menachem Tzion, the son-in-law of Rav Tzipesach Frank, the great Rav Menachem Tzion Zak, the Rav of Chicago, he said that when he was a child in Yerushalayim, there was a Jew who lived in their neighborhood, Hamachuna Rav David Shosak. His name was Rav David the Quiet One. And he was unusual in his ability to walk around quietly. He didn't insert himself. He didn't say unless he had something to say. We once asked him, Rav David, How do you have the strength to stay so quiet? So he answered, He answered, the truth is, it's exhausting to be quiet. And when I run out of energy, I start speaking until I have the energy again to be quiet. We usually think it takes energy to speak and no energy to be quiet. But it's the opposite. It takes energy to have the restraint to be quiet. And when you run out of energy, that's when people start speaking. But that's not where we learn. That's not where we gain wisdom. That's not where we have the siag l'chachma. So perhaps that's what this means as well. Why are we describing the Avudram's question? Malachim don't have a mouth. So why are we describing Chulam Poschem as PM? Because maybe Biktushu Vatahara, the very determination, the very decision, should I open my mouth? Should I keep it quiet? Should I keep it closed? Do I have something to say? Or should I be silent? What, should we, what we should use in order to make that determination itself should be Biktusha Uvatahara.